podcast by Agile Coaching Roundtable ACRT. This is a conversational and interview-based podcast channel where we interview agile practitioners, trainers, and coaches that share their experience, wisdom, and insights regarding all things agile. Hi, I'm Ramya Shastri. I'm Vivek Kuntoji. We are your host for the podcast by ACRT. So let's begin. For our second episode of season 2, we have Bob Gallen as our guest today. Bob is an agile leader, author, speaker, community builder and certified enterprise agile coach focusing on training teams on scrum, xp, lean and kanban practices. With over 20 years of experience, he has helped many struggling organizations in helping them develop products and deliver software in a sustainable and productive way by leveraging agile and devops practices. With his deep in the trenches agile experience Bob is widely considered as a coach of coaches in the agile community In this episode we discussed on agile coaching preparation required for becoming an agile coach professional coaching versus agile coaching personal mastery concept of coaching above and below and much more So without further ado let's welcome Bob Callen Bob, welcome to the podcast by Agile Coaching uh, Roundtable. This is our second episode of season two. We are uh, really happy and honored to have you on our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Ramya and Vivek. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Welcome, Bob. Again. Uh, so, uh, Bob, to begin with the conversation, uh, we would like to touch base on uh, the topic. Uh, how can one uh, develop a coaching mindset? Uh, would you like to share your thoughts? Uh, sure. Uh, I, I mean, one reference point that I, I would point people to that's been useful for me is something called the Agile Coaching Growth Wheel. So, I recently wrote a book about a, year, a little over a year ago uh, on Agile Coaching, and I was looking for a model to anchor uh, the book on. Uh, and historically, there's something called the Agile Coaching Competency Framework. or some people call it the X-wing model because it's related to uh you know Star Wars or something there's a shape in the in the the figure um but I I like the I like the growth wheel um with respect to the coaching competency framework uh because of several aspects and one of one of the critical aspects to me of of the wheel is this notion of it has a hub and it has it has a self mastery in as a hub for all of the coaching competencies uh and self mastery to me one of the ways i think about it is is co- is coaching from the inside out so how do you behave and how do you think as a coach not not an external manifestation of coaching not what questions are you asking <laughs> that's fine that's the external i'm i'm a coach on the outside uh and i'm coaching but as one central point and this may sound a little zen like so i apologize but it's it's i think your effectiveness as an outside coach is not just i think i know but i'm uh, i think it's related to how you are in the inside uh and your mindset uh and there's aspects to that uh and and it's mindset i i write lately i've been trying to noodle or write around what is agile coaching mindset 
and things that are in there for me are emotional intelligence, for example. Uh, is I think of that as part of mindset. I'm not trying to define it for everyone, but for me, I think of that. I think of coaching presence. There's this intangible. The International Coaching Federation, the ICF, which is the body for professional coaching, they they talk a lot about coaches need to have presence in order to be effective. And to me, part of the mindset is your presence.、Uh, think of it as how do you show up as a coach?、Uh, how are you? How are you surfacing? How are you? Are you focusing on your client? Are you present with them, or are you planning your next vacation in your head? So am I coaching the client, or am I thinking about a boat trip?、Uh, and and so I'm not present, or I'm, I'm present.、Um, and so so those are aspects of it. Are you humble?、Uh, you know, so I find so many coaches. I'm not picky. I will not name any coaches, but a lot of Agile coaches are coaches on the outside, but when you look in the inside, they don't walk their talk. For example, they're not bad people. They're not, you know, they're 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 well intentioned, but they're not self-aware. So part of mindset is self-awareness, and and they're not self-aware that they're not walking their talk. So to me, you know, how can you develop a mindset? You you develop some of these things. One of the key things I do is: Do you have a coach? Or one question I I would ask people: Is go get yourself a coach or coaches.、Uh, so get a coach and coach, and get a mentor and and serve as a mentor. Is is are two ways to really、uh, develop your mindset.、Uh, and then one thing that I've been doing for decades is journaling.、Uh, I, I'm an active journaler、uh, on a daily basis, and so journaling helps me to become more self-aware. Uh, but that's that's the mindset. It's I think it's difficult because it's very intangible for folks. It's much easier to say powerful questions are an inherent part of professional coaching. <laughs> so so that's that's it's easier to hang on to powerful questions than it is to look in the mirror and say, "Am I am I developing my my my, my mindset?" Oh. Uh, wow, uh, Bob! Uh, there were so many points in in、uh, in that、uh, summarization that you mentioned. But again, there were a few important uh, points. Uh, I think、uh, we would like to discuss with you, and uh, maybe uh, what I could understand、uh, from your、uh, part is like、uh, you need to be a people、uh, person. I mean, if if I want to put it、uh, in that way, that you know, you need to be approachable. As you mentioned, few aspects like you need to be humble, you need to be kind. So you expect a person to be approachable enough, and also to be present uh, at that moment, uh, right with with a, with a coachy or with a with a set of people.、Uh, also, you mentioned one important point uh, is uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, what do you feel, or why do you feel that emotional intelligence is really required, and how、uh, does that help in in the coaching conversation? I I think it's well. I don't know about the conversation. I think it helps there. But I think it helps with your growth.、Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell a quick. I, I run into a lot of people who read a book on coaching, or there's the story. It's sort of a joke where someone took a scrum master class, a two-day scrum master class, and then they're a scrum master, and then two <laughs> days later, and then two days later, they become an agile coach,、uh, right? So, so it's it's like their learning journey is incredibly accelerated. And I rarely, you know, scratch my head when I meet people like that. And you know, and they, they, they're just, 
they're sort of they lack self-awareness uh, they lack uh, self-awareness of, of this deep journey I've been coaching for 20 plus I've been in Agile for maybe 30 years I've been a leader in Agile for 20 plus years I've been coaching people internally and externally wow. for 20 plus years and but I still I'm still learning I'm, I'm still on a learning journey there's so much I have to learn I'm not I'm not done yet uh, if, if I grade myself I'm a mediocre coach in some areas I'm an average coach in some areas so and I and that's what, no it's true it's true and I have I have work to do uh, and, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about agile coaching or, or professional coaching uh, if you get the right mindset you know we were talking about mindset so I think emotional intelligence the one one of the keys there is self-awareness I think coming back and being self-aware and really working on looking in the mirror and and being aware of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and, and then growing yourself now if you're doing that I think your clients benefit over time right the conversations are getting better one of the things I talked about in the book is after every coaching conversation is to have a reflection period as a coach right so after at, at the end of the day so at the end of every conversation and then at the end of the day just look back and reflect what did I do well uh, what could I have done differently uh, how did I serve my clients uh, what can I do to improve you could ask your clients at the end of the coaching conversation what can I do to improve uh, that's a good way to close a coaching conversation so uh, and, and then continuously look you know humble I think humility comes with this is not you're never done that mindset of I'm not done learning continuous learning and then feeding it in and I think what you notice is over time you incrementally are just getting better and it's not just about us it's about how so it's not a continuous improvement for Bob Galen it's continuous improvement for me serving my clients and and what is that game I hope I answered your question but that's that's to me is why I bring up emotional intelligence that's probably one of the key bits of it for me is that notion of that feedback loop yes absolutely Bob uh, moving on uh there is a very uh, uh, you know, we we often hear about this agile coach uh, you know uh, professional coach uh, and then what really differentiate uh, between an agile coach and a professional coach according to you i mean i i think there's a clear definition but it is according to me <laughs> so i think so to me to me when i think about it uh, so I mentioned it earlier, the International Coaching Federation. So the good news is the ICF is a body. It's a certification body. It's a maturation body. It's a validation. They have levels of coaches. And they're not doing agile coaching. They're doing professional coaching. So if you go to the ICF website and you look at what they're doing, they have a, they have a code of ethics, which is incredibly useful for us uh, as agile coaches. But to me they're apples and oranges a little bit uh, professional coaches are are coaches they are they're not consultants they're not facilitators they they embark on coaching conversations uh, they have uh, there's a model to how do you have a coaching conversation 
Uh, there's some ethical, you know, you hold your, your client, for example, whoever you're coaching, as wise and capable of solving their own problems, etc. You meet them with respect. That's part of the mindset. So that's professional coaching. It's pretty well defined by ICF. Why I mentioned the uh, X-Wing model earlier and the growth wheel, professional coaching is one of the competencies in Agile coaching. So we talk about coaching stance. I like to, I like to talk about stance. Uh, think of it as a competency. They're, they're synonymous. But to me, it's a stance. And so professional coaching stance, at, every Agile coach to me should be adept at, at different levels of experience, but adept at assuming the stance of professional coach. Think of it as asking questions, guiding their client to solving their own problems. But here's the difference. Agile coaching, that's just one of the stances. Agile coaches have many, if you subscribe to these models, it gives you guidances to many more. So, some stances. A teacher, a teaching stance, a mentoring stance, a professional coaching stance. Uh, If you use the wheel, uh, you have a leadership stance. You have an advisory stance or a consultative stance where you can provide someone advice. That's a big difference between professional coaches and agile coaches to me. One of the more stark examples is a professional coach should never give you advice. I'm exaggerating. Absolutely. (laughs) A a professional coach, it's almost illegal, (laughs) I'm kidding, for a professional (laughs) coach to give you advice. Uh, they're, They're there to ask you questions. But an agile coach, I think, at times, depending on who you're coaching, one of the most responsible things you can do is give advice. For example, if you're coaching leaders, you may, asking them a thousand questions may not be, you know, the right thing to do. So now what you're doing as an agile coach is we become adept at switching or dancing in the stances. So there's a, so think of agile coach as a superset is one simple way of professional coaching. Now, there, there's something special or magical about professional coaching. I think, remember, Vivek, you were talking about the mindset. I think the mindset of a professional coach is a very useful mindset for all of the agile stances, right? So, so that, like, can, respecting the client is a wonderful part of that mindset. So that's why I think the, the professional coaching stance is something that's important to put on to understand uh, to maybe go and you know get get some certification it's not the certification but get some training and, and refine your skills and how to ask good questions how to ask powerful questions how to have a, a, a sort of a powerful coaching arc with your client Wow, amazing book, Bob. I think uh, this description will clear a lot of uh, misconcepts of uh, people about uh, the difference between the agile coaching and uh, professional coaching. Uh, is it safe to say that professional uh, coaching is a subset of big agile coaching? Uh, yeah, I, I would say, and again, we have to be careful with respect because when we say subset, it almost sounds like it's small. There are people, there are, there are thousands of people who, I mean, the ICF is a very large organization. So, so you're absolutely right. It's a subset, but it's a, it's a really, it's a role model. I think it's a role model stance or it's a powerful, it's something that we can learn that can really influence. So, for example, if I was to recommend, uh, on a learning journey, 
I would say that someone, one of the things I recommend, I see Agile has a class called an ACC class. It's an Agile coaching class. When people approach me and, and they ask me, well, how do I start on my coaching journey? That's, I usually recommend that class uh, as a baseline entry. And one of the important parts of that class is they, they emphasize professional coaching a lot. They spend a lot of time on powerful questions. It's not the only stance, but they really emphasize and they really explore professional coaching because I think it's a fundamental building block. So yes, it's a subset, but it's one of those fundamental building blocks. So for example, facilitation stance, I don't think facilitation skills are as fundamental as professional coaching skills. They're both important, but I think there's a difference between the two. Amazing point, Bob. Uh, that that makes pretty clear uh, about the difference between the agile coaching and uh, the professional coaching. So, uh, since you're talking about uh, uh, different uh, competencies and uh, stances of agile coach, uh, uh, right? So, uh, I would also like to understand uh, the uh, difference between a good and a great agile coach, and how does the agile coach uh, help team become more effective? So I'm not going to I'm not going to get uh, tie up with what good to great looks like. That's I think that's up to the individual coach. Uh, remember, we were talking about mindset. So Vivek started us in a really nice place. We were talking about the hub of the wheel and mindset and things like that. I think your mindset you you we have to self determine. Now having a growth journey, I think I think part of good to great is each Agile coach should be a continuous learner. We talked about that a little bit. And so how do you develop that? In the wheel, there's all these stances. And uh, one of the aspects of the wheel that I like, so I talked about the hub of the wheel being important. It added a few competencies. One of the other things that I really uh, enjoy about and I appreciate about the wheel is it talks about five levels of mastery within each competency. So, so to me, good to great is are you growing in, are you becoming well-rounded over time? If I'm an, if I'm an inexperienced coach and I assess myself, then I'm going to be relatively lightly skilled in, in most areas. I might have, if I'm a scrum master, uh, coaching, I might have stronger facilitation skills. I might be lighter in professional coaching. Uh, I might be incredibly light in coaching leaders <laughs> or coaching up or the enterprise <laughs> level. So now what, what I've done is assess myself and, and lean, uh, lean agile experience. I might be strong there as a scrum master. So now what I want to be doing is well-rounding myself. So I might want to, what, uh, to go to a class or, or start practicing professional coaching skills. I might want to start practicing uh, teaching and learning some teaching skills, etc. So over time, I'm starting to grow myself in a more well-rounded fashion, depending on my role. If I'm an enterprise coach, I might have a different learning journey than a scrum master uh, versus a leadership coach, a natural leadership coach. There's different learning journeys. I can use the same wheel. And I would say, now, what am I doing to become more well-rounded? Uh, situationally based on my role good to great coaches never stop to me 
I'm going to answer the question specifically that way. I think a lot of coaches, once they have, not, I meet a lot of coaches that are done. I have this certification, therefore I am done learning. (laughs) Right? No, no, you're not. Stop that. Right? (laughs) That is the wrong mindset. So I think, I think good is, you know, you have some certifications and then you may stop. I think great is, you look at it as a journey, you walk your talk, and you're continuously learning. Uh, and you have a model, you're using a model like the growth wheel as a, as a baseline to grow yourself over, over time. Uh, the other thing on great to me would be, uh, are you giving back to the community? So one of the levels in the, the growth wheel they talk about, I think they, the, the highest level is catalyst. Uh, and one of the attributes, a, a catalyst uh, in in one competency area is: Are you are you making the world a better place? Are you advancing the practice of coaching? Uh, some people look at me as a catalyst. I don't know if I look at myself as a catalyst, but I, are you trying? Are you trying? And so great to me is it's not just about us, but are you growing other coaches? Are you role modeling for other coaches? Uh, and that to me would be great. Are you, are you increasing this, the, the skill set and the impact that we're having? Yes, absolutely. So, Poppy, uh, mentioned, uh, a thing related that, uh, you need to have different way of approach. I mean, when it's, uh, coaching on leadership or it's, it's coaching on enterprise or on a team level. So, uh, do you see, I mean, there is any difference between coaching teams or coaching leadership uh, uh, based on uh, the wheels uh, that we are referring to or uh, the competencies that yeah. we have? Absolutely. One of, the, one of the reasons I wrote the book, so two, there were two, there was more than two, but two drivers to me for writing the book. Not that I'm going to change the world. But one is I saw a lot of mediocre agile coaching. So I, I joke and I say everyone is an agile coach. When I look on LinkedIn, there's 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 thousands. Of thousands. Everyone everyone is an everyone is an agile coach. So I, I was thinking that we we haven't raised the bar enough. We we have we're accepting mediocrity, and I wanted to try to paint a picture. That's why I like the I like the wheel so much. Of painting that that picture that there's you know that we're we want to raise the bar we we don't want average coaches we want media you know we want to grow beyond that oh my gosh I lost said give me the question again please I had it I lost I lost my second answer could you repeat the question yeah. uh, yes 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 Rob. so then my question was uh, is there a difference between uh, coaching teams and mm. coaching leadership yeah so. The second thing is I've seen so many coaches personally that they they coach leaders in professional coaching stance and and they ask questions. I call it death by a thousand questions. <laughs> so and it's okay if you're doing that at a team level, I guess. But when you're doing that to your stakeholders in your organization, if you know what I mean, and and you can see their eyes rolling up in their head, you're like they you're there to provide guidance, and 
and all you're doing is asking them, well, what would you do to solve that problem? What do you think the problem is? And what else do you think it is? So you're talking to the CEO of a company and you keep, <laughs> who's, who's paying your salary and you keep asking them, and, and maybe that's appropriate sometimes, but it's not. So I actually think advising stance. So when I'm, what are some of the strengths? When I'm coaching a team, I think some stronger stances are what facilitation. You all have, I think, lean agile experience, facilitation, mentoring. I would want to be solid in mentoring. When I'm in professional coaching, I think as a baseline, some professional coaching, some questions. When I'm coaching leaders, I think of what enterprise level organizational transformation. Uh, change management would be important to bring to the table. Organizational change management, depending on your role, I think uh, advising. Now I'm now I'm switching and saying advising, being able to be a sounding board or a consultant, occasionally, not all the time, but would be incredibly important. And professional coaching skills, probably not so much facilitation, not so much teaching, maybe a little bit of teaching every once in a while. Uh, mentoring, if they allow you, but not so much. I, I think what we're doing is we're dancing into different stances. Leaders, to me, um, you know, they you have to earn their respect. Oh, the other thing is role modeling. You know that that so I think that self mastery might be less important. It's important for the coach, but I think self mastery at a team level is slightly less important. But your role model, walking your talk, uh, being emotionally intelligent, at a le- when you're interacting with leaders, I think is incredibly important. Uh, they're watching how you behave, not just what you say, but what are you doing? Are you are you walking your talk? So I hope that gave you a sense of. I think it's very different when you're. I'm going to call it coaching down versus coaching up. I, I think those. Wow. Are, are very different. That's amazing. I think uh, most of the confusion that uh, uh, the agile coaches uh, have, uh, basically, I mean, the, uh, you talked about mediocre agile coaches. I think most of them have this confusion because they don't know the difference between the professional coaching and agile coaching. So they interchangeably use these terms of agile coaching and professional coaching. And I'm sure that whoever is listening uh, or will be listening to this podcast. they would be absolutely crystal clear on the differentiation between these two and i hope that they get uh, the difference uh, and they would act upon it and i absolutely love the point that you mentioned about becoming a role model right and walking the talk i think that's what is more in, uh, important and also this is what even i have observed that uh, whenever you are coaching the uh, leaders uh, right i mean uh, as you rightly mentioned not just uh, the professional coaching they what they are looking at is maybe some uh, advice uh, advice or maybe some sorts of uh, consulting so i think these are the things that they are more uh, looking for when we talk about the coaches and not uh, someone who will cross question them on and get the answers out of them <laughs> so uh, exactly yes exactly. and that brings me to the next question bob uh when we talked about uh, the uh, coaching teams uh, and the leaders right how do we measure the success uh, of an agile coach so i will share with you both after after this session i've written i've written a blog post 
I joke sometimes. I, I do a lot of writing. So uh, I get asked that question a lot, how to measure coaches from a lot of coaches. And what I did, and I don't think there's a, a precise answer. Uh, so what I did is I collected a lot of other people's views of what measurement is. Uh, and they don't all agree. Some people have some precise measures. Where my, I'll share my lineage. My, I lean towards you measure me as a coach by not, you don't measure me personally. I think it's a mistake. So some organizations want to measure the coach, the hours coaching, uh, the amount of, the amount of brilliant, uh, per question asked or per stance switch. <laughs> How many stance switches do you make per day? So you can, you can measure the activity of the coach. Uh, I prefer not to do that if I can if I can avoid that. I think it's the impact the coach has. So don't measure the coach. Measure the team. So if you're a team coach, measure the productivity increase of the team. Measure the I, I don't know the quality differences in the team. So not just velocity or throughput, but measure the evolution of the team and the results that they're producing, the value they're producing. And, the, and then give the coach some credit for that. The coach is doing that. So it's an indirect measure. Uh, let's take it up to level. Measure me organizationally. So if I'm doing enterprise-level coaching, sometimes when I'm talking to C-level folks, when they're initially meeting their, me, they'll challenge me. It's like, how do I measure? How am I going to measure you, Bob, when, to transform our organization? You have three months to transform our organization, and how am I going to measure you? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know, and maybe you don't, but I said, you're not going to just measure me. I said, because I can't do anything without you. And so immediately, we're just getting to know each other, and I'm trying to talk about co-creating our objectives. Because I think a coach, you can measure a coach individually, but I think the nature of coaching is a collaborative partnership activity so when those leaders i'm like okay you can you can measure me but i need your help in order to transform the organization so that's can we partner can we co-create some measures what's your what are your okrs and can i join your okr and and what can we do to to co-create that because i need your help and it's you can't just sit back the other thing is not just measure me but you need to get in the game with me as a leader you need to partner with you need to give me some of your time what if I have an impediment that you that you cause as a coach, right? I'm going to need your help to stop doing that. And so, what can we do with that? So, I think the most the most effective measure is these co-created, partnered measures. If you can convince, whether it's teamwork, or peers, or organizational, if you can convince folks to do that, uh, not everyone likes that. A lot of a lot of folks want to try to measure the coaching stance. You don't measure if I'm a professional coach. You don't. You measure me by the impact I have to the client. Uh, Jesse Fuel is a is a coach in the Washington D.C. area, and I think his view uh, is you you survey the clients you know, on an individual basis, not on metrics, but you ask individual people that are being coached, either teams or leaders, what impact has this coach made to you? Right? What are the positives? So it's almost a survey view and you aggregate the survey feedback. And it's not data like velocity increases per minute. It's more so <laughs> it's more so what 
what impact, if this coach left, what impact would it have on you? What value have they brought to you personally or to your organization or to your goals? So it's much more of an anecdotal approach of value. It's, it's like that, you know, perceived value, not instrumented value. Okay. Wow, uh, those are awesome uh, points, uh, Bob. Uh, I would like to go back and uh, refer to one point where you jokingly mentioned that everyone is an agile coach. Uh, my question is more at a basic level. Uh, is it good to say that a scrum master is also an agile coach at the team level? Uh, or is it ICF defines it in a, in a different or it distinguishes an agile coach as a scrum master? So I, I can't, I'm not going to give you, um, you know, a, this is not a, a, a what a, a community answer. It's a Bob Galen answer. Uh, when I look at a scrum master, I see an agile coach. Every scrum master that I, if you know, Ramya, if I met you in an organization and you were a scrum master, I would not only see you. Well, I would see you <laughs> as a person, and I would see you as I would see you as a scrum master. So I wouldn't identify you just as your role. But I would identify you, you know, as a human. <laughs> so as a woman, you know, I would identify you in the, as a person. I would identify you as a scrum master. But what I, what I would also say you are a coach. You are a change agent. In my head, I might not say it to you, but I, I would say that you are a coach. Whether you, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you are a coach. You're a role model. You know, we talk about role modeling being one of the stances. As, as a scrum master, whether you like it or not, or whether you even know it or not, you are a role model. So you're modeling behavior. And, and so now the question is, are you aware of that, that you are a coach? And then are you growing your abilities? I think as a scrum master, you would be a very uh, inexperienced coach. And, and so embrace that and then grow that. Uh, and in fact, I would argue that Scrum Masters, depending on their backgrounds, uh, have different uh, skill sets. My daughter switched from social, my daughter is switched from a social work. So my daughter spent almost 20 years as a, as a social worker, a child social worker. She pivoted two years ago now to Scrum Master. Uh, so she yeah. has 20, she has 20 years of social work skills. She was a director of their organizational development of, of a large company of social workers for about 10 years. So she has leadership experience. She has conflict experience. She has organizational development experience and she switched into a junior, <laughs> a junior scrub master <laughs> role. Now, so agile, she was very junior. If you know what I mean, like agile. Uh, working with uh, working with IT technologists, she had no idea. Uh, she's like, Dad, social workers talk a lot. She's like, these engineers don't talk very much. Is is it me? And I'm like, no, probably it's not you. It's, they may be introverted. So she's adjusting in some areas and very inexperienced. But in other areas, uh, mostly at an enterprise level, if you think about it, at, a, at an enterprise coaching level, at an organizational level, she's very experienced. So my point is, it's she can be a coach. And in fact, based on her experience, there's some areas of coaching that she, like working with leaders, she's very comfortable coaching up. Much more comfortable coaching up than a lot of other scrum masters because she has that C-level experience or she has leadership, personal leadership experience. So I, I think it's, 
again, I think every Scrum Master is a coach. That's the way I look at them. And then I, I wish they looked at themselves that way. And then I wish they immediately started doing a strengths assessment and a weakness assessment so that they could start growing their coaching skills. I want them to survive, though. Some people tell Scrum Masters, like, you are a coach and you're supposed to coach 360. So after a two-day Scrum Master class, you are now a coach and please coach the C-level. <laughs> <laughs> right? And and they're not going to survive that. They're not going to have the experience. So we, we need to create safety. This is where mentoring, I wish every organization created Scrum Master pairs and mentors and things like that to grow their Scrum Masters and to grow their, not only their Scrum Mastery skills, but their coaching skills over time. Did I answer? Wow. I rambled there. Did I answer? Yes, yes. yes. That's an amazing uh, point, Bob. So I'm sure when you talked about your daughter now turning uh, into the Scrum Master, Junior Scrum Master or an Agile coach, I'm sure she would, she would be the great uh, Scrum Master. Uh, why not? Uh, because you, uh, she has a great uh, uh, Agile coach as a father, right? And this, I'm sure that you would have uh, handheld her uh, in this journey. So uh, next question and the last one brings from uh, from this point that uh, if uh, one aspires to become an Agile coach, what is the starting point according to you? I, I think it would, and I think we've covered some of these points. And there's, there's not one, but I'm not going to give you a hundred. I think, I think that self-mastery point that we talked about earlier, that humility, the self-awareness, self-mastery, continuous, the mindset, I think one of the first things, and it's not very tangible outside, right? It's not something you can hold up, but it's work on yourself. Uh, so, so work on self-mastery. Now, I think a key to that is go get a coach or go get a role model or go get, you know, be mentored, find a mentor and find a coach, someone to help you partner with someone. That's why the community is a great place for that. We were talking before we started recording about the Scrum Masters of the Universe uh, is a group. And there's a lot, there's a lot of groups around where you can join the group and don't just join the group and listen to the presenters, but, but look at people's names and get, get to know people. And maybe you can reach out to someone who could be your coach or your mentor. So you can find someone in your company and or you can find someone outside. So I, I think the beginning of the road is self-mastery and getting some partnerships around you. Um, another beginning of the road thing is to do a self-assessment. Do a, Again, going back to the wheel, the wheel has some free, on the Scrum Alliance site, there is a free assessment. Uh, I'm also, uh, one of my co-authors uh, and I developed a... Uh, a, a wheel-based coaching assessment for comparative agility. So you can either go to the Scrum Alliance site or the comparative agility site, and I'll, I'll send you these links so you can share them. Sure. Uh, so you can do an assessment of where am I? And I don't care how much experience you have. I, you could be a Scrum Master and two days away from exiting your class. Do an assessment. Uh, like my daughter, she would have had strength areas and she would have had weakness areas. Do an assessment, and so self-mastery, do an assessment, uh, and assess what what are the skills you need to be successful in your current role, and then just start lightly developing them. Uh, reading a book. I joke with people, if you want to be a coach, when people come to me for personal mentoring, 
uh, on their coaching journey. Things I said is read Lisa Adkins' book, uh, cover to cover, and read it twice. And they think I'm joking, and I'm not. And I'm like, don't come back to me until you've read Lisa's book cover to cover. Don't scan it. Read it. And then do it again, and then come back. And what I'm trying to do, and she, Lisa doesn't pay me for this, but what I'm trying to do is I think that's a baseline, right? That's a, And it's, a, it's a, a cost-effective baseline. You don't have to go to a class. You just have to grab the book and, and read it a couple of times. And it gives us a wonderful place to start from as a foundation. So I would say do that, look at the wheel, do an assessment, but but keep in mind that it starts, it's not an outward journey, it's an inward journey before it becomes an outward journey. And make sure that you're, pra- you're becoming a natural coach on the inside out. Wow, amazing uh, points, brilliant uh, way of uh, summarizing this. So it's like self-mastery, uh, look at the wheel, take the assessment to uh, be uh, self-aware and then look inside and then look outside then you start uh, coaching amazing amazing points uh, Bob and uh, we uh, thank you so much for doing this and uh, coming over to our podcast and we really enjoyed uh, doing this and I'm definitely uh, sure and I uh, would plead people to listen to this podcast just to have this understanding of what actual agile coaching is and how we need to coach others and coach self first and this is my personal uh, favorite topic and I I love coaching uh, field and I love uh, learning more and exploring about coaching and uh, what better way to start uh, than uh, having you on this uh, show. Thank you so much for doing this Bob. Uh, We are really honored to have you. Oh, you're welcome. It was my it was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, I enjoyed it. So thank you, thank you for adding this to the community. You're doing you're doing a wonderful service to the community. So I appreciate you for doing what you you both for doing what you do. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Bob. so much listeners for listening to us patiently we will meet you again with new episode till then if you like this podcast please do like share and subscribe to our podcast show the podcast by agile coaching roundtable acrt with ramya shastri and vivek kuntoji